1: thank you for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com, presented by Strainwise Consulting. This week, we're going to talk about a list that was recently put together honoring the best-selling and fastest-growing cannabis brands and products on its B2B e-commerce platform. The platform we're talking about is LeafLink, which hosts over $600 million per year in wholesale orders. LeafLink is the cannabis industry's standard wholesale ordering platform, Like I said, with over $600 million in annual orders, headquartered in New York and Los Angeles, it connects over 700 brands and over 2,500 retailers across 12 states through its B2B marketplace. Today, we're going to talk about, talk with the CEO of LeafLink and the person who was responsible for helping to manage the LeafLink list. So I'm here with Ryan Smith and Claire Maloney. Ryan and Claire. Hey, George. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. And- I was fascinated by getting into this list. Now, for those who didn't know, the LeafLink list is designed to measure how cannabis brands and products are securing shelf space and dispensaries and finding success. Take me through, uh, I'll just pose to both of you, take me through how this was all assembled and why building this list was important. Talk to me about the importance of the categories, the election process, et cetera.
0: Sure. So, I mean, the idea originally came from uh, building and every part of what we create here at LeafLink is around having transparency and really building up brands and the teams behind them to help scale their businesses and, and really advance the industry. And so to have, for the first time, a list that calls out based on the interesting information that we have on our client relationships with them, who's leading in certain categories, how they're pioneering in different ways was something that we wanted to create a, in a consolidated uh concise way for everyone to to plug into because as you know the industry is growing so quickly new states are moving at different speeds going in different directions but to bring it all together with one um, with one story was something that we were, were trying to go for, towards and it's been done in other industries as well so creating that same dynamic here was important and then Claire and I began talking about it with uh, Susanna on our team as well uh, and they really began building it out and, and and that was where it started.
1: Now Claire I want to go ahead and point out to you so for those that didn't know you're the first hire at LeafLink you're also the growth manager Uh, take me through you know when you were tasked by this I guess by Ryan or the team and how did you tackle this when you were looking to put this together yeah
2: so it's actually interesting you bring that up because being the first hire I've actually I've seen a lot of the growth of LeafLink and this is an idea we actually had maybe a year and a half ago when Ryan first brought it up but Um, Now that we have, we're live in 12 states, we have over $600 million a year in orders. Um, We were actually able to put together a really robust list featuring some companies that are now live in five, six of our states. Um, So it's really exciting to see how far we've come and that we were able to, that we have so much data to put a list like this together. Um, And to talk a little bit more about the methodology of the list, um, we have two. Higher level categories: one is brands, and one is products. Um, brands are really important to us on Leaflink because we always talk about this, but we really believe that the best brands will really be leaders of the industry. So it's not just you know some brandless flour, etc. It's really creating a brand like we see in any other industry. So like if you think of beverages, you know. Diet Coke, for example, um, compared to a more generic product. So we featured some brands that have been doing really well in their categories, and um, top brands was simply brands that have the highest sales on LeafLink across our states as well as fastest growing, um, which we looked at periods over the last year and how quickly they're growing on our platform. Um, and then we also had a few other brand categories that we had some internal committees vote on. So we had... Diversity and leadership. So, companies that are run by um, women and minorities, really cool companies doing cool things in the space. Best branding and advertising. um, That focused on companies that have really great brand profiles on LeafLink and have also run really great ads in the platform that have had a lot of response from retailers. Um, We also have LeafLink customer favorites. So, those are brands that are doing great work on customer service on our platform, so how quickly they respond to orders and messages from retailers. Now, what's fascinating, to me, experience-
1: uh, what's fascinating to me about when you're crunching all the numbers here, there's a lot of the individual companies that have come into the space that have been affixed, you know, not only through what you've been doing through your work, but has thought of considering adding data to the mix on so New Frontier, BDS, or some of the things about the companies I can think of off the top of my head. And I just say to myself, you know, because of this information being publicized and being pushed out up in front for companies within, you know, the industry and to be seen by the mainstream, talk to me about the the manpower and research it took to do this because this is not where you're taking from other resources. This is not like from some government entities. You're doing this on your own. So I'm imagining how many people do you have to put into this list, the research, and how were you able to determine, now I know you had a team that kind of awarded and awarded, who was distinguished and who was not. How did that really come about, trying to find out who was worthy of being recognized and what data was important and being able to gather it?
2: Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, We obviously have um, an in-house engineering team here, and because of them, I was able to pull the data from our platform to create this list. Um we, you know, don't sell our data and we keep it a- anonymized, um, but I'm internally able to use that data to create leaf link lists. Um so I mean, not to get technical, but we just use SQL queries to pull some of this information. And then I worked with um, Ryan and Zach, our two co founders, and mm-hmm. also Susanna, our marketing manager, to determine how we felt we could define these different categories. Um so really uh, they say in the cannabis industry, it's like one year, it's like dog years, so it's like seven years in the cannabis industry. Right. Now that we've been doing this for three years, and we've seen so many different companies come across our platform, and we've seen who's successful, we've used some of that um, kind of internal knowledge to determine how we would pull the hard numbers that went into this
1: list. Ryan, I want to point this question to you. Now, besides the name recognition, for those I can say we were distinguished to be listed on the leaflet list as this category, best in this category. Are you looking to offer anything in addition to the companies that are being awarded? Is there something, some kind of a perk they get for that, some kind of a token of appreciation for it?
0: I and mean, we think about all of our brands as, as partners. There's this really exciting dynamic where they're growing in tandem with us into new states, uh, you know, tackling new product lines and, and really just growing their teams. So um, I th- there's the 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 bonus is that we you know keep doing more of that together and in new territories and states um and the recognition is important we spent a lot of time with our pr team as well to get get names out there and in in are all growing together getting that name recognition and and putting the list out there a lot of the companies on LeafLink a lot of companies in, in the space are raising capital so getting some of these um you know Getting on such a list as Leaflink list can be helpful to them in some of those more you know subjective powerful ways, and we hopefully they can use that to keep going the path that the whole space is going, which is very very much forward.
1: So I want to ask you before Just we go into it, on, oh go one ahead thing no, to Claire. tack
2: on to what Ryan said is that um, also on Leaflink on shop brands when retailers log in they can see who won LeafLink list, and so it will give them heightened exposure in our marketplace and likely more inquiries from retailers on their products.
1: Oh, wonderful. That's good to know. So before we get into ourselves into a break, I want to ask you, Ryan, how often do you plan to update the list?
0: So we're still thinking that through, but um, probably it will make it an annual list. It's really depending on how much you know work goes into it if we move a little faster each time, but likely it will be an annual release.
1: Well, I'm that first build-out would be the one that was, that was going to take the most time. So if it's just a matter of the updates should be significantly a little more streamlined, you would think, the next time around. So, uh, again, we are speaking with Ryan Smith, the CEO and co-founder of LeafLink, and Claire Maloney, who was the company's first hire and growth manager at LeafLink, who managed the LeafLink list. We're going to talk more about LeafLink in general, get some data, talk some numbers coming up on the other side of this break, here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com rolling into some sponsors. But we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease.
0: Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
1: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with more Blunt Business. Presented by StreamWise Consulting. Again, we're with LeafLink's Ryan Smith and Claire Maloney. Now, LeafLink was named, congratulations to Fast Company's 10 most innovative lists. That's huge. That Fast Company considers someone to be on that list based on product innovation, creative innovation, timeliness, cultural impact, and context as their weighing factors. So talk to me about your reaction to the achievement and how has it amplified interest in LeafLink? So
0: all these other, you know, we, we created LeafLink lists, but now all these other lists that we're on uh, as a company we think is really exciting because it's many companies are in the space, are competing with each other, brands versus brands, retailers versus retailers, but there is this underlying unified cause to mainstream the industry, get, you know, federal recognition and allowance of the space to, to continue to exist and grow. And for us at LeafLink to be, not only on the list independently as a company, we're excited about that, but for the whole space to be included on that list really plays into what we think we're building here, which is great software for great companies, regardless of the industry. We believe the cannabis space deserves that, and so becoming part of that mix is is important for the whole community together. And we were, you know, really proud to be representing in that way on the on that on that list.
1: So Ryan, I want to you know not to toot your horn, but toot, to you're a pretty young guy and. You know when it comes down to you have been a pretty successful entrepreneur prior to coming into cannabis industry you found that it exited two companies one you sold to a public firm on the new york stock exchange so i mean you got a lot of work creating and managing b2b firms and working the online marketplace and then you come to leaflink and then You also haven't left that entrepreneurship uh, spirit away because you write for entrepreneur.com. You contribute articles. One of the articles you put in recently was how the cannabis industry is redefining supply chain management. We've been talking about supply and demand a lot, especially when it comes to the way things are going on right now with the launch of California earlier this year Mm -hmm. and the way things are kind of sprouting right now in Canada over the last, what, 60 days that they've launched. Now, you wrote, quote, The explosive growth of the space in such a short time has created a need for a new era of supply change management to help operators adapt to new regulations, distribution models, and other issues related to a highly regulated but thriving industry. And like I said, we've spoken to companies here on Blunt Business that have spoken about the issue of supply and demand in regards to distribution and technology. How Mm -hmm. is your work at LeafLink contributing to address the supply chain issue?
0: It it's a it's a great que- question because it plays right into our long term vision at Leaflink and one of the things that got Zach and I so excited about building in this space because uh, we previously weren't in the cannabis industry um, but then again you know five six years ago neither were were most of the people that are that are building the space now and what we found was interesting was you have a you know demographically young inherently very progressive minded. Um, community of of owners and operators and teams in this space and we couldn't really think of another example of a space that was coming of age and growing being defined with technology from the very beginning and if you look at liquor distribution, uh, these three-tier distribution models that exist. A lot of that was created at a time before you had these technological luxuries to build in efficiencies in the supply chain that we think we can build into the cannabis industry through LeafLink. And so our vision is like what does a supply chain that's truly virtualized begin to look like? We think it empowers brands. We think it makes Retailers uh, makes their lives easier on how they bring in orders and, and make decisions on what they should be stocking their shelves with. And the level of efficiency and transparency in a highly regulated market is is really, really important. And that's something that we know our tech can provide. Uh, but the goal is to truly create a single platform. Um, anyone on this, you know, the three of us on this call probably use 10 different platforms every day just to get through and our to-dos. Um, and I think a lot of that is because each thing is being done by a very specific each each hole is being filled by a very specific company. What can a space look like if there's one platform that you are either on it or you're not on it. Um, but if you're not on the platform, you're not really seen to be a true operator in this space because that is where the community lives and exists and transacts. And that's what we're building on the supply chain side at LeafLink.
1: Well, you think uh, there's a tire cliche. They always talk about building a better mousetrap. And I'm telling you, that's it's a tough challenge to muster and, and try to build off of that, to try to be that one all in one place. And I can just only imagine. Now, in that same article, you look at the, the real bright side of the industry just the the upside in the same article you said that retail sales this year are projected to be at nine billion dollars and expected to grow by 2022 to 22 billion dollars god that's a lot of money you explained that this is an unprecedented volume that will be difficult for retailers to prepare for so how much of the impact is based on what you are able to forecast in california and canada and are there any solutions on the way?
0: The growth that we're seeing, there's so many numbers that are being put out on how large the space is going to be. You know, is it going to bifurcate between pharmaceutical and recreational? Will they always exist together? There are a ton of challenges uh, that each of the different markets are are working through right now. Um, for us, what we're when we you know make some of these projections, it's based off you know there are industry reports that are marrying B2B and B2C transactions that project all this out but the thing that is so interesting about it and makes it you know a little bit difficult to pin down exactly what it will be is because not only are individual markets that already exist growing rapidly but there will likely be three four other international territories in the next 18 months that are that completely mm-hmm. begin to open up and so us as a growing company we always need to Expand market share in the markets where we already exist, but the market share itself is expanding, and so it's almost at this like exponential level of how quickly we need to be moving uh, to really continue to capture that market share. Um, So you know we pick numbers that we think we'll get to uh, ones we've seen before, but really the the potential is is exceptional.
1: And the potential you talk about with international territories, we know there's only three countries right now that are that allow uh, cannabis fully legalized. So are there any countries that you see that in particular that would create the biggest impact?
0: I think Western Europe, uh, uh, you know, as a collection of countries would be a really interesting one. I think what's happening, you know, just in the last two or three weeks down uh, in Mexico, obviously right. Canada, several weeks back. Uh, the ine- it just the inevitability is, is so it's so obviously going to happen. Um, and the way now in the U.S. we look at. You know, what state is going to flip in the midterms? What state's going to create a medical program in 2020? I think that we'll get to a point where already the majority of U.S. states have medical programs. Soon, um, I assume the majority of states will have recreational programs. But then it will go from what state's going every 6, 12 months to what country's flipping next. And I think that's the, the larger dominoes to fall. So I'd say, you know, Western Europe um, and then South America particularly are going to be you know, huge, huge markets. And there's such a element of social change, like social justice is to right as well in some of those other markets. So I think there's a number of things that are applying pressure that will get us there.
1: Now, and I'm going to correct what I said earlier, that <clears throat> Mexico would become the third uh, country to have full legalization of cannabis. Because I'm just looking at what's being said, the bill, like you said, that's being put placed out. Le, the incoming president Lopez Obrador is looking the most likely going to make that pass uh, possible. Mm-hmm. So that, like, obviously, another huge market to come into play. And of course, we know in the next three years we'll have another we'll have another full set of elections that will definitely turn some states either medical or legal for sure and increase mm-hmm. the numbers by that. I totally agree with that as well.
0: And um, I think what could be what could be really interesting that happens also in the next two years is. There are very few things that all Americans agree on, but this is becoming very quickly like uh, an issue that crosses that crosses the the aisle. And I think we're going to see each of the major, each of the parties, Democrats and Republicans, fighting to make it their own on the next election cycle for different reasons. But it's going to be, I think, it's going to be a large point in the twenty twenty election.
1: And I think this is. It could be. Um, maybe not. People are not going to look at it, but it's one of those swing topics that i think by the time we get to 2020 people will make it a point to say you know what that could be enough to sway a lot of independent mm-hmm. votes at, at a more Definitely. point you know we saw the change in the attorney general we just see, see things that are coming into play where there's a good chance it can happen so that that would be really good to see now you recently cited some data that also said this and this is interesting out of this whole swath of who's in, the when you just mentioned the Appeal for cannabis among, you know, American voters. You recently cited that data is increasingly revealing that cannabis customers, consumers, excuse me, are Most likely are increasingly revealing to be wellness-seeking millennials and mature professionals. And the the, you said, quote, these individuals are seeking out non-smokable products. And some of the most familiar and effective products on the shelf just happen to be infused beverages. So, I mean, you know, not, people are kind of swaying away from the Red Bulls and the Monsters of the world going to something mm-hmm. CBD infused. So how much should retailers take this into account as to what should be on their store shelves?
0: It's impossible to walk down the street uh, in most major U.S. cities now and not see a sign for CBD products that are being distributed, where they come from, how they're transported is a whole other thing to figure out in conversation. But uh, CBD is like the hottest category right now, even beyond Um, even beyond, you know, within the cannabis industry. So like part of the the mainstreaming of these items means people are going to become more educated about what is CBD. Oh, that's a a compound within a plant that has all these other incredible values that we should begin to learn about. And it just takes it away from the stigma that's historically existed because it's really important. I mean, I was on a panel last week with um, the founder of Kiva, Christy, and she said, we're a wellness company. Um, and there's just values that I think need to be built in and very much m- repeated so that we can break the stigma of what exists about the plan, about the community, about this industry. Uh, and wellness is a great way to go because there are people who are finding incredible power and value in uh, pain relief and, and and medical treatments that this is paired with. So, yeah, we it's wellness category is enormous
1: interesting so we're again we're here with ryan smith and i know what we were talking about here with claire maloney with the uh, Leaflink. we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here with both ryan and claire when we get back here on blunt business on CannabisRadio.com. rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD.
0: the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on
1: Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crap channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Final Questions with Ryan Smith, the CEO and co-founder of LeafLink, and Claire Maloney, the growth manager at LeafLink, who helped manage the LeafLink list, which we talked about at the start of the show. Now, Ryan, this wasn't necessarily a question I was going to ask right off, but I wanted to follow back up on some of the talk about the data and uh, what's going on within the industry. And this is something that's very important to me, where I saw through several conferences I got to go to this year, the influx, the Obviously, the kind of amount of investment that's being put in and the interest and the conversations that are being put out there that we're seeing publicly among like you said many companies when it comes to getting involved in the cannabis industry there's one thing where your background comes great into play now, I know you and your co founder zach silverman you both you have offices in l a and New York you are obviously on the you know you have people who have your eyes from L- la to silicon valley to new york they're looking mm-hmm. at what's going on with you i see you're being nominated for three timmy awards which i don't know what that was i don't know if you won or not but that's uh, interesting i would love to know what that is but more importantly what i want to know is you have must have your ear to the ground as to what companies and what things are going on and how la silicon valley new york wall street is perceiving the cannabis mm-hmm. industry and how they're looking to get themselves in what yep. are you seeing about the influence and how that adds into the numbers that you have coming up in terms of the growth in the industry?
0: So, last quarter, there was over $8 billion deployed in capital in the cannabis wow. industry. And a year ago, about a year ago, when we were raising our Series A, we did a roadshow through the valley and you know, all the names of VCs we'd we'd recognize. We sat down with them to talk about not only, you know, half of our raises are usually about LeafLink and the other half's about people should be educated, aware of what incredible opportunities and magic we're really creating in this space. Um, the new standards were setting, and the number of companies, uh, even on the West Coast, right before, I think about this is November uh, 2017, right before California is about to go fully legal within 60, 90 days, and people just weren't yet playing in the space. They were trying to learn more, but they weren't ready to cut checks. Um, we ended up closing our Series A um, with companies that there were actually a few based in L.A., uh, but none in the in Silicon Valley were really going after space yet and what I'm beginning to see is the number of companies that we were originally reaching out to let's say two years ago to get meetings with are now reaching out to us to learn more about the space to learn more about LeafLink and the dominoes seem to really be falling much much faster Uh, when you think about California now being legal for almost a full year working through a lot of challenges in the market Massachusetts coming online New Jersey New York potentially flipping in the next uh, nine or twelve months what this all means is capital providers know and investors want to get in on this incre- on this amazing opportunity. It's a powerful uh, drug. There's a really passionate community behind it, and, and it's going to just keep moving faster and faster. I think you're going to begin seeing a lot of additional capital come into the space from names that are much more recognizable, um, that have done other, other you know, great tech companies that they've invested in before. Uh, and that's just part of the space getting to where we all believe it's, it's going.
1: So are they seeing something when it comes to the Sigma and reputation that is now, obviously, the industry itself wants to sway away from what it was perceived in the past? What is happening with these companies where, you know, they're obviously, is it just the people that are coming into the space like yourself and Zach? Or is it just that the industry itself is becoming more appealing and it can be taken more seriously to the mainstream eye?
0: Yeah, there's more cons- There's just more consistency around everything, like the teams, the products, the missions, what the goals are of the space. Everyone is really well aligned. I think there's really, is there. there's people coming into the industry now that just want to be in cannabis, but every role that you have at any other company exists within our space as well. There's always marketing teams, and there are sales teams, and there's corporate teams, and if you're a lawyer and accountant, you can find those roles in the cannabis space. Um, and But we think at the same time, bringing new people in should be paired with incredible pioneers and entrepreneurs that set all this momentum in motion. Uh, and a lot of the, the the best brands and operators in the space are founded by and still run by those pioneers that have been in the industry for five, ten years, uh, or sometimes even longer. And so getting those two things together, the experience, um, how much they know about the plant and, and the education they can provide. Uh, with people that work at Leaflink, for example, we have we have a mix of both uh, groups at, at our company. But we also have people from Buzzfeed and from Snapchat, and bringing them into the space that like they would not be in this industry if they didn't work at Leaflink. And we think that's how we catapult everything forward.
1: So, great way to kind of wrap things up here is because people can go ahead and find out more about this so they need a particular point of reference the leaf link list is a great place to go to get an idea of which companies are really you know rising to the top when it comes to the industry in general based on the research that you have a lot of findings that you have among the orders to your wholesale ordering platform now so this goes to you ryan and claire where can people learn more about the link link lists leaf link list and learn more about the vast research that all you're doing and learn more about the wholesale ordering platform everything they need to know about LeafLink, where do they go you can find Absolutely. everything. Yeah, good, Claire.
2: You can find everything at Leaflink.com. Um, you can link directly to the list there. That's it has its own landing page. It's LeaflinkList2018.com, and each of the winners on the list has a link to their public menu on Leaflink, so retailers can shop the list.
1: And Ryan?
0: Yep, Leaflink.com or sales at leaflink.com. If you're not yet a member of the community, we'd love to work with you. Learn what you're building and, and help you get there faster.
1: Fantastic. This has been a great conversation. Again, we've been talking with Ryan Smith, the CEO and co-founder of LeafLink at Claire Maloney, growth manager at LeafLink, who managed the LeafLink list, obviously. And to repeat, the list that we just talked about, the LeafLink list, can be found at leaflinklist2018.com. Find out more information about the company at leaflink.com. So with that said... Another company you should learn about if you're looking to get your foot in the door of the cannabis industry as well as entrepreneurs looking to start their own marijuana business, check out Strainwise Consulting. You can go ahead and check them out at www.strainwiseconsulting.com. Thank you all for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can download past episodes and this episode by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and our heart radio. Ryan and Claire, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. And thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time.